Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Any good stories from the road? Pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. It's time to edit that thing, I think. We got some new voices in here now. Welcome into the Georgia Show. I'm Wes, Palmer, Jake, Rusty, Jake. and Jake. My gosh. Holy hell, look at that screen. <laughs> this is a 30 for 30 if I've ever seen it right here. Yeah. What would we call the 30 for 30 of this production? Ooh, that's a good one. Too I'm many a lot, dogs. I'm a lot. I'm a lot older than y'all, so my 30 for 30 chat will probably be at the end. Like it'd be R-rated. Yeah. <laughs> be like the U. I, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up for social media, so it's it's a dig out some stuff, blood in, blood out kind of stuff in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it gets me every time with that. Uh, speaking of 30 for 30s, guys, uh, pretty exciting development. Today, uh, as we just learned that uh, Reggie White is going to get the 30 for 30 treatment. So that's going to be awesome. With well, some never before, before seen footage, which will be interesting. Yeah, man. Go tell him what he said. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for this show tonight, man. Look at the comments are already hopping. Palmer Toms is leaving. Uh, Rusty, how's your first week on the job been, man? We're only, what, three days in now. Does it not feel like it's been six weeks? Like, I mean, and I mean that in a good way, but holy hell. I mean, the third, first three days and 
can't say it enough, man. Well, I think we've all been blown away with the people that's trusted us and trusted our product and the message board and the traffic and the YouTube people. And it's been, it's surreal for all of us here that we're all finally together. It's been a long time coming and it's been great, man. It's been really cool. Uh, it's also been a hell of a week for Georgia's coaching staff. Let's jump right into it. You've had a lot of intel behind the premium paywall at dogshq.com. And if you haven't jumped on it by now, I would just check the carbon monoxide detector in your house. It's $1 to get in here and find a lot of juicy details on the dogs. Uh, but we can tease you a little bit. Rusty, what do we know about what some of the dogs' assistants have been up to on the road seeing some of these top-notch prospects this week? I think for our audience, three names would kind of uh, resonate. Uh, K.J. Bowen at Buford, Edric Houston at Buford, and Dylan Rayola. You know, that was kind of the thing on Monday. We came in and said Mike Bobo's in Arizona. By the way, you only get two visits now, so Mike Bobo uses his one visit, uh, one of his two visits for the spring evaluation period. Um, you look at uh, Trey Scott and Fran Brown, who were both at Buford on Monday, and two – those three five-stars there, Dylan Rayola, K.J. Bolden, safety wide receiver, and then Edric Houston, who everybody understands how big a target he is, especially the need at, at five-tech and defensive line for Georgia. Uh, they, they waste no time on Monday getting out and, and getting in front of those guys. People ask me all the time, what's spring evaluation? Well, the coaches get to film those kids. They get to watch them either work out or they get to watch them practice or they can stop by their school and you have the entire day. So – if Kirby Smart goes by and sees West Blankenship in the morning work out, he can come back and watch West Blankenship. He'd be very practice. disappointed. <laughs> but uh, that's his. You get that. You get that one day, that one hit, and then you get another hit. So a lot of teams save those uh, for spring games, those types of things. You have to be very strategic in what you do because you only can be in front of that guy twice during the spring evaluation period, and that is over with. Uh, I believe Monday of Memorial Day. Man, so much to keep up with. Uh, Bruce, uh, as you've seen some of these names and been keeping up yourself with uh, what Georgia's coaches are looking at, and we've talked so much on this show about it's not just the talent that Georgia brings in that everyone knows is good. It's those diamonds in the rough. It's the evaluations that the scouting department makes that makes the Philadelphia Eagles uh, GM say things like, I wish I could draft the whole team. And it all starts with these visits right here, and you can't overlook how important they are What's jumping off the page for you, Roos, whether it's a player or a, a notable coach that's checking in on a guy that maybe uh, should make dogs fans raise their eyebrows a little bit? Well, you know, I think one of the important things to consider from this week was uh, that Will Muschamp had a little surgery and that put Scott Cochran on the road. And uh, boy, I, I mentioned on the board what a plan B that is. If that's the guy you have to turn to, the guy who brings the juice like Scott Cochran, guys love him. He connects with kids. And that's the guy that you get to send out on the road to represent your program. I think Georgia just in a fantastic spot having that uh, as the, the backup plan. Um, you know, uh, rest up uh, must champ for sure. But like Rusty said, you know, I think what's key in this class and, and key in these visits is the five tech guys. Um, you got to get those guys in for this class. The needed there is pronounced. And quite frankly, that's one of the 
most premium positions on the field. Probably right now in terms of uh, the NFL, it may be the most premium position on defense. Uh, Trayvon Walker, I think, kind of brought that home for everybody. Will Anderson, uh, a guy who plays some more stand-up linebacker. But you need guys who can affect the passer, and that's what Georgia's after, guys who can get in there uh, and get to those guys. Um, you know, Edric Houston, I know Justin Green was another guy that they had a chance to see this week. He's a tremendous target for them and a, and a perfect body for that spot. So, uh, you know, Georgia has to keep the keep the hammer down because – it's a thin pool of elite guys in terms of uh, the best edge rushers in the nation, but uh, the dogs are in a great position with them and they develop them about as well as anybody in the country. I want to hop to a question we had before the show over on the dogs HQ message board. Again, something you can access for $1 uh, to have access to everything we have going on for six months. Speaking of the D line dog Stradamus, I mean, if your name's Dog Stradamus, you should probably already know all the answers to every question anyway. Been around a long time, man. Uh, but Dog Stradamus says, will our D-line have one particular stud on it, or will it be more so a collection of high-floor guys with flash plays being less common? This doesn't have anything to do with the visits we were just talking about. I just wanted to uh, throw a bone to one of these questions we got in the message board before the show tonight. I don't think that's a um, – I don't think that the the high floor flashes of greatness thing is is off base by any means. Um, you know, I think Nazir Stackhouse has a chance to kind of be that alpha. Um, Warren Brinson showed probably flashes of, of kind of Jalen Carter-like plays last year, probably maybe more than anybody else. Uh, I mean, I obviously think Jordan Hall's a really good player. Kristen Miller has, uh, has some of those traits. Is anybody ready to do it? Nobody's ready to do it at the rate Jalen Carter did it. Um, but you know, we did a breakdown earlier this week, a video breakdown. If you, if you, if you're not a member, I think it's a good chance to you know, come over and, and see what's going on, um, with, um, you know, with what we're doing over at dogs HQ, but, uh, you know, Desir Stackhouse is a fantastic player. And one of the things that stood out to me on film is you can't find much bad. I mean, and that's, that speaks to that high floor thing. You just don't find a whole lot of bad. You see a lot of good, you see some great, you see some flashes of elite, um, and I think you're going to see that from a lot of different players, and it's just going to depend. It's going to be up to them, the individual player, whether they're able to actually finish in the backfield and make those plays um, that that Jalen Carter, that Devontae Wyatt did. Georgia lost three absolutely incredible guys the past two drafts. All three of them, you know, all three of them going in the first round. You know, two of them going to Philadelphia, one of them going to Green Bay, and Devontae Wyatt. Um, you know, it's it's going to be hard for anybody to – it's going to be hard for them to put together a trio like they had in 2021. But I think it is more of a collective effort when you think about Brinson and, and Logue and uh, Stackhouse and, and Hall and, and Miller. Um, there's a lot of potential there. Paul, yeah, 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 go ahead. Abs absolutely a collective effort. And you're right there that they're not going to have a Jalen Carter. They're not going to have a Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis. But I do think that – there shouldn't be that big of a drop off with this defensive line because of the experience that they've got with a guy like Nazir Stackhouse, who there's been a lot of writing about him over the last three days. Um, you know, he, he's been one of the centerpieces of a story each of uh, each day this week, um, you know, wrote about him today with, as one of the guys with a really strong chance to, to boost his draft stock and wrote about him on Monday uh, as one of the guys that's going to be replacing those guys that, that got picked, the Jalen Carters of the world. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think you're right there, Jake. Brinson, and, and I remember us sitting in the press box looking at each other like, 
dang, Warren Brinson is is really making some flash plays here. Um, it, it was I think it was the Auburn game around that time, and noticeably Jalen Carter was was out at that time. So we we got a little bit of a taste of what Georgia's defensive line could look like without Jalen Carter. Um, you know, I think Bear Alexander's departure, obviously, you know, for a very different reason than Jalen, um, creates another void on that defensive line. But I think that they've got the guys to not have that big of a drop off. It, it is going to be a group effort, but they've got enough talent uh, that, that it shouldn't be too big of, of a fall. The thing about Brinson and Stackhouse is they're two of the most entertaining guys on the team, too. They have the most just out, outgoing personalities. They're engaging on social media. They're engaging with the media. Warren Brinson is trying to take all of our jobs. Uh, but it seems like they can also bust you up on the field, too. Before we move on, uh, Ro, you mentioned that you see elite with Nazir Stackhouse uh, with this group as a whole. What are the things that you see that, that do make this group uh, elite as you stand and, and watch them play from the past season? Well, for now, depth. Um, you know, I, I, they're not in as, as good a, of a position to absorb to a couple of injuries as they have been the past couple of years. Um, but just from a depth standpoint, you know, you go about two, three deep, you know, two and a half, three deep here with guys that you don't experience a whole lot of drop-off. And um, you know, that's especially the case if – if Jonathan Jefferson can make a little bit of a move, if Jordan Hall can get himself really, really ready to play a high number of snaps, and and if Christian Miller step, steps up, uh, that's that's very much the case. And you know, you got Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, a guy that Rusty mentioned earlier this week. Um, dude, he, he's a big timer. Um, you know, we, you know, I was hearing some stuff about him. You know, I think right around midway through spring practice. Where it was kind of like, man, the the there's still ups and downs, but the the but the you know the peaks are higher and the valleys are higher too. Um, he's he's found a little bit more of a level of consistency, and I think Rusty would tell you right now that uh, that guy finished finished spring practice off with a bang um, as far as practice goes, and I think Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is a guy that they're just going to try to find ways to get him involved more, not just from that defensive end position. Rusty thinks so. Yeah, I mean, he had the best spring he's had at Georgia, and it's time. You know, he's a grown man. I went over to was he from Gaffney, South Carolina. I went over there. To yes, see Gaffney. Him. Yeah, I see him practice one Detroit, day. Baby. Yep, go by the big peach there on eighty five, and going up the road and and uh, big butt. Yep, saw him uh, practice, and I thought, you know what, this guy, he looks like a he looks like a Georgia dude, and and it's time for him. He's putting his time behind some guys that wound up being drafted and. I think we talk about that, and Michael Williams is another guy. You know, he can play so flexible. Can he play in that five technique and play down with his hand down, and he can stand up some. So, do they have a Jalen Carter? No, but guess what? There's not many of those. Uh, but doesn't mean there's going to be a production drop off at Georgia and 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 say, you know, do what they do. You guys, it sounded like it's a long time ago. You remember, uh, especially uh, Jake Rowe and Roos covering recruiting, how Georgia got negative recruited by not having any defensive line drafted for like six years man yeah. I mean like for six years they didn't have a D lineman drafted which is insane and those days are long gone and over now it's like how many are they going to get drafted and kind of the buzz around the place and the NFL scouts some of the stuff I heard is Nazir mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think that he could he could really make a lot of money and play himself into maybe a late first next year not just a TikTok star the thing I like about a uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is that South Carolina legacy, like you mentioned, wearing the 93, 
just evokes those feelings of Richard Seymour if he can step up to the plate and uh, deliver this season. Someone that always delivers is the uh, team over at Breaking Tea. And you know, if you have been watching, that Breaking Tea is on the ball with all of the topical developments when it comes to Georgia football. And the most recent example of that is this Philadelphia Dogs, Georgia Delphia Eagle Dogs rollout that they've had after uh, the Eagles once again drafted a bunch of Bulldogs. This new one here came out since we met last. Uh, we, we highlighted the uh, big one here with the dog on it. You can choose between green and gray. This crew has a few green T-shirts heading our way, I believe. But this one's pretty sweet, too. The Georgia Delphia Eagle Dogs in uh, more of the dogs' colors. If you're a little too squeamish wearing all that green, we don't blame you. Uh, but you can also select some of it in the green uh, fashion if you'd like. Head on over to Breaking Tea. You need a new Georgia Bulldogs T-shirt. We all know you do, so go over there. The link is always in the show description. Uh, we hinted a little bit about some post-spring developments, guys, and uh, again, this is uh, premium content over at dogshq.com, so I don't want to give it all away, but we ran through everything on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. Outside of the defensive line, let's throw a little line out there, guys. When you see Georgia's offense – I, everything I'm hearing just by proxy from y'all and from others is that Carson Beck is unstoppable. <laughs> he finished well. I'll say this. We all know, and Jake Rowe, um, I may have peeked at y'all a little bit, some of the stuff that Rowe wrote during the spring. I'm going to say that. Um, look, he had a scrimmage where he didn't have a – he had a scrimmage that didn't go well. I think he had two or three picks. And then he followed that up with a Tuesday practice that didn't go well at all. And about the last two and a half weeks leading into G-Day, Carson Beck flipped a switch and he got hot and he kind of showed everybody what he can be and what he can do. And he just looks comfortable, man. I mean, when you watch him, it looks easy. He makes the right reads. He's getting the ball out of his hand quick. I don't think people uh, appreciate a couple of things. And the ability to get your, the ball out of your hands that quick and what he does – does he have to be the most athletic dude in the world? He doesn't have to be because if he knows what's going on, what defense you're in, he knows the mismatch. He knows the guy. and He's got the arm strength to drive the ball in there. And man, he looked dialed in on those drives in the spring game. I know Kirby Smart in that post, that half game inter that halftime interview. If that had been a real game, he he might have he might have had Mary Beth on him a little bit. Some of the words he would have used because I can tell you that uh, he was not happy with that first half performance uh, after what Carson Beck did to him. I tell you what. Um... Carson Beck right now is uh, – and, and, and nobody's going to get this right reference. I would not be surprised if Rusty got it. Carson Beck's Gail Devers in the, in the 1996 Olympics in the hurdles. Um, she was the best. There was nobody – she had – she was – it was her race, man. And she got to – I think it was like the next to the last set of hurdles, and her kneecap barely clipped one, and she didn't clear the foot, and she kind of went down on her elbows – and that was it. She didn't win the gold medal. And Carson Beck just has to not catch his knee on a hurdle at this point because he's going to get coached real hard during preseason camp. And it's going to be real hot. And he's used to it. He's from Jacksonville. Me and Rusty talked about this. I think it was on uh, I think it was on Monday on your first day. 
when we were talking about the quarterback situation, um, getting through that preseason camp without stringing together bad practices and simultaneously trying to string together some good ones. Because, listen, those coaches value that. I think folks need to understand that. They value your ability to put three, four, five, six great practices together. If you have a bad one here and there, that's, that's one thing. But they want to see a string of really good to great. And he's going to need to do that in a very tough time of year to do it. And then he's going to need to keep it up throughout a season um, because folks can say all they want about, well, I just haven't seen it from Gunnar Stockton or I just haven't seen it from Brock Vandegrift. You didn't see it from Carson Beck really until last football season either. And I think what you're, you've got a couple of very proud, um, very quiet, but very proud individuals there in uh, Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton. They're going to keep working. They're going to keep competing. And, uh, and, and they're going to give him a run for it. And uh, he's just going to have to – he has to do more than hold on. He has to get better. Um, but, but he's also going to have to kind of handle it better, uh, and he has thus far, um, than he did in 2021, the week that he had a chance to win the job against UAB, a kind of a date that low-key changed Georgia history. Gail Deaver's out here catching strays tonight. Yeah, let's hey, not no, Gail Deaver. anybody, bro. Gail, Gail Deaver's – y'all see these little little hot dog fingers that I got? She had nails as long as my fingers. She had these fingernails so long, and she was she was a beast. Yeah. She caught that She caught that hurdle. When I was a kid, I thought that's why she fell. I thought their fingernails got caught on the hurdles. Uh Next thing, next, thing you know, next thing you know, you'd be pissed off at Ben Johnson for taking one little shot up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he had to face Carl Lewis, man. I mean, what's a little juice to do right there in Seoul for that race? I mean, I know I can outsing Carl Lewis. I do know that. <laughs> man, I, I feel like this is a brand new show. I get, I, I'm, I, I'm going to ask questions that I would never ask when Rusty wasn't on here, but we got some new juice. So let's bring up Brock Vandergriff, man. What, what makes that guy tick? I mean, that is a, a special guy in this day and age to not hit the portal. And we always say this about Georgia quarterbacks. We said it all the way back to DJ Shockley, Hudson Mason. You know, it was always impressive when a quarterback stuck around, but even more so now in this NIL and portal era. Uh, what's going on between the ears of Brock Vandergriff to not scare this guy away from Athens with everything we just said about Carson Beck? Well, I – I covered the Prince Avenue, his dad, Greg. They played in the state championship game this year against Swainsboro. Hell of a game. They wound up winning. Well, Brock was on the sideline pregame, and he walked up to me and said, hey, Mr. Mansell, we talked for a few minutes, called up. And I didn't ask him. You know, it's kind of awkward. I didn't – you know, we're just talking. He goes, look, I'm going to tell you I'm, 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 I'm not leaving. And, and he said, you know, it's been – so that was in December. But he was like, look, I came to Georgia to fight for this job. And if I don't take a shot – a complete shot at this job. I'm never going to forgive myself or be able to love myself because, you know, this job's open. You got spring practice, you got summer, and you got fall camp. And you know he graduates next December too. So now he could have left and still went somewhere, uh, but he also has that in his back pocket too. He's in December. He can graduate and go somewhere, but uh, he stuck to, he said what he's going to do. You know, he's going to take a shot at this thing and he's still behind Carson Beck. I think he knows that, but, I caution a lot of people because I'm telling you now, Carson Beck's got he's got he he is hot. He's got all the tools. He's got this arm. He's playing well. He looks like the guy. Period. And he backed it up on national TV. But the one thing I say in every interview is not one person has stared down a whole week of knowing you got to play Auburn, you got to play South Carolina, you got to go to Knoxville, and you got to go to Jacksonville. 
So until somebody takes the team and does that, we really don't know. And who knows? Brock Vandergriff come come November, Knoxville, it might be his team. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. I, everybody kind of jumps. I see people talking about him being the Heisman, and he's this and he's that. Yeah, David Pollock. Yeah, I mean, listen, David Pollock goes to practice a hell of a lot more than anybody all of us do. But yeah. I can tell you one thing. Different on Saturdays, and they got a great schedule to ease some guys into. Me and Roos talked about that the other day. Uh, they got a great schedule to ease some guys into, but I think Palmer, everybody would agree, uh, it's going to be a little different when you are the focus the entire week, and everybody knows that you're going to be the guy in that SEC game and that SEC road game going into those games. I want to say something real quick too to our to um, the knuckleheads out there on our board. And and commenters in our comments over here, but love you guys. I'm calling. Who do I need to bring up? Who do I need to put up on the screen? Let's um nobody, nobody specifically. <laughs> but for the longest time, it was like, yeah, these guys are towing the party line. They're towing the line. They're trying to keep these. Listen, man. One and I made this comment on Twitter. Um, these guys aren't. These guys are out there at practice. They're not listening to what we read, thinking, oh well, he says I got a shot at the job. Let me stick around. Um, but now the transfer portal is closed, damn it, and and we definitely don't have any bearing on it. Still think, you know, Carson Beck's going to need to keep the pedal on the, on the gas because, as I said, you got two quarterbacks that are competing real hard, and it's just not easy. It's it, you if you haven't been there before, if you haven't earned, if you haven't played those five six hundred snaps in a season and earned all the trust, then then they'll take it from you. They will snatch it from you with four or five bad practices or a funk, or your girlfriend breaks up with you and you decide you're just not your best self for a week, it can go that quick. So I still fully expect him. I would bet a lot of money on it. I'd bet a lot of Rusty's money on it. But um, ultimately, it's not over. And uh, these guys are going to get better, and they're going to keep the heat on them. And that's not us trying to tow some party line. Um, never, were, never were doing that and won't do it now. I've said I think Carson Beck's going to be the starter. I said I think Carson Beck's going to have a really good year. But – Gotta be careful with anointing him. This guy, you know, that he's gonna be in New York and he's gonna throw for four thousand yards and all that because it's different when that when that ball snapped and those bullets start flying and you got to process things and all this up and it's a little bit different. That's the one thing I'll tell you about Stetson. You can have every opinion you want. The bigger the game, the bigger the moment. That guy was there. He was locked in and man, he time after time after time he delivered. Yeah. I'm convinced Stetson had concrete in his ears, man. He couldn't hear a damn thing any of us said. Uh, yeah, Ro, all that stuff you mentioned, man, that was like on the NCAA football games, that was my one complaint. They didn't have enough of that realistic life stuff, like you failed a test or your girlfriend broke up with you. Like that that, that game was too easy in that regard uh, yeah. because none of that stuff was flying up and biting you in the butt. All right, when we talk about the defense, who's giving Carson Beck – the hardest time at practice that maybe wasn't doing that this time a year ago? Well, the problem is, too, it's almost like the NFL. You can't really touch those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It's a little bit different when you're staring down Jalen Carter and you know that he can't bury you in the dirt and Mike and those guys can't bury you. and You know, look, I can make this throw and I can step into this throw. Again, that's a little bit different. Uh, so I, I don't know, I guess Javon Bullard, uh, Palmer, I think you've heard some stuff on that too. And some of the interceptions he made and baiting some guys up. I think, I think, uh, you know, Javon Bullard would be a guy that gave 
uh, all the quarterbacks that fit this spring. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think Bullard is certainly somebody there with, with the way that he is transitioning around in that secondary, very versatile player. Um, you know, I, I really think that that is something that is is – new and creative to this defense. Um, I also think that when you're looking at the guys that were out there this spring, no Marvin Jones, no Jalen Walker, uh, no Michael Williams, no smile Munson in the spring game. That's a lot of missing bodies there and, and talented players. So I, that's one thing I will say. I think you, you take the spring with a grain of salt there for, for Carson a, because like you said, they're not getting hit. They're not playing real football. And, and that's when, when those live bullets are flying come come September, you know, suited up against UT Martin, uh, you know, that's that's when we will really learn what these quarterbacks are made of, uh, not necessarily in, in G-Day where they know that they can't get hit or in a practice where the coaches are keeping the guys away from them, uh, you know, as, as far away from them as possible. Um, but I, I think in the situations that they are in right now, especially, you know, putting the ball in the air as much as possible, a guy like Javon Bullard certainly somebody that's, probably giving them fits. And, and Kamari Lasseter, too. Wes named his kid after Javon Bullard, that 30-inch newborn that he had. <laughs> 14 and a half pounds. 14 and a half. He, he sent us a text, Rusty. It said uh, – he he said uh, – named him Javon, Javon Bullard Blankenship, 14 and a half pounds, 30 inches long. <laughs> I've already made a profile. He's already an MVP. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Bobo came by the delivery room. He heard about it so quick. He was right down Prince, just hopped right down and uh, got a badge up into the delivery room and gave him an offer on the spot. It was legendary. Who was the, uh, old, who was the Kentucky quarterback that passed away? Uh, Big Jared Lorenzen. Jared Lorenzen, man. He was Pillsbury a throw boy. <laughs> Hefty lefty. He was the largest baby I think ever born in Kentucky. He's like 14 pounds, 13 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, mean, I did that not dude, know that. Oh, yeah, that dude was a bus coming out. So. Hey, you put up you put up Malachi Starks there. And listen, um, he's the hometown kid. I, I mean, I drive by, you know, where he played his high school ball all the time. I think the world of him. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. But he needs to be a fantastic player because – he had a rough end in the last season, I felt like. He really struggled in that SEC championship game. The playoff got a little better. Um, but I've kind of harped on this a little bit over here late, and it's not like Malachi Starks sucks or anything. He was a true freshman. But, you know, had some struggles in the G-Day game. I would really like to see Malachi Starks take that next big step. I know Roos is really high on him. Um, and, I mean, I think he's a guy that when you consider everything he can do, um, he may be the difference between Georgia having – a 2021 caliber defense just with different strengths, but just caliber as far as turning team, turning the ball over and all that stuff. He may be the difference between that and, and Georgia just having a great defense. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. I think he has that kind of potential and is that kind of guy who can sway things that heavily. Right. I mean, I, I think that you're looking for that talent. You're looking for that guy in this group. And I think that that's, uh, I, I think that's what has to be key uh, when you're talking about this defense, you know, I, I get it with the Bullard stuff too. I think that that's important. I, I think that, you know, what he does, what he brings to the field. And, you know, I think that what's going to be very interesting to me this year is, is Javon Bullard coming in with all of the confidence that he has coming off of what he did last year. I think that that's so huge for him, especially, you know, holding down a safety spot, working the back end, 
you need a guy back there who feels confident in what he can do. I think that that's going to bleed over possibly even onto Malachi Starks. And I think that that's huge for Georgia to have a guy like that as his running mate over there. Uh, Jack Chambers. <laughs> I don't know if this is substantial or not. Jack Chambers also asked, uh, how will the Sanford Stadium renovations affect our on-field play? So I, I don't know if I'm taking Jack Chambers seriously. But the comment is in here, so let's address it. Any thoughts on the rumors that Blue Kane will also play wide out for us? That's, I, I can't believe that's a real name. For <laughs> the, the, uh, I, like, that, that sounds made up or like a rap name. Blue Kane. Yeah. It, yeah. Sounds like, uh, it sounds like uh, Walter White got into the cocaine business. Um, and, <laughs> Blue Magic. You know, made, some, made some of that uh, <laughs> Heisenberg cocaine. Um, what the hell have y'all got you? <laughs> That's, that's a great name. It sounds like a t like a Netflix show. Um, hey, the Stanford. The, uh, listen, I believe those Sanford Stadium renovations, the ones already completed, that West End Zone project, they've helped Georgia's play on the field tremendously, because there's been a lot of big time ballers come through that recruiting lounge. Um, so I, I would say that's probably helped out a lot. Yeah, Kirby. Yeah. Kirby jumped on that um, that recruiting lounge very quickly. And yeah, I believe that was already approved, but I bet it wasn't approved for what it became. I bet so, it became a much bigger deal than so we, all, we all covered. I can say it now because it's way done. We all covered Mitch Hyatt, who was the five-star offensive tackle out of North Gwinnett. So he was a junior. He was a five-star prospect, and Georgia was recruiting him. And at the end of the game, the game was over. It was a big win for Georgia. They were going to celebrate in the locker room. All the players go into the locker room, the old one. Some recruits try to get in, which they let some recruits in. It was full. The door got shut in his face, and he was sitting there when the door shut. So you shut out a five-star offensive tackle, and there wasn't room for him. And the kid, he was done with George at that point. So Kirby Smart will never lose a five-star because the door gets shut in his face now because they have that facility. And like Jake said, that was kind of in the works as well for Coach Rick trying to get that done. But when I walk by there and look at that room now, which is an open bar for the uh, the big money donors on the field there, I think, golly, they have come that that it's hard to believe that that was for Georgia, you know, six or seven years ago until uh, that thing got done on the other on the open end. Yeah, yeah when man, you I mean, were when you you were in the barber shop with Shannon Terry, that's one of the first things I thought about when you talked about leverage Kirby coming yeah. over is oh, yeah. not only not only getting like the indoor facility, which again was already kind of in the works and all that stuff. It was getting exactly what he wanted out of that stuff. It was taking probably. You know, knowing with the way the administration kind of dealt with things, it was yep. taking a, a, a eighteen and hundred square foot thing and turning it into something twice that size. It was it was taking everything to the next level and making it that much more awe inspiring and, and effective. Yeah, and I mean, George's. Listen, let's let's be honest about it. George's locker room prior was oh. uh, there were there dude there there were there were probably a dozen or more high school programs in the state um, that had better locker room facilities that, that locker room didn't even room. have ceiling tiles in yeah oh my god i mean that little you could garage see the had. wiring in the scaffolding man yeah. they had a garage with some indoor turf on it with about 12 yards <laughs> yeah i was always worried about getting stabbed in there <laughs> I just knew I was going to walk out with a puncture wound one day. I mean, it's it's dimly lit. You could run into anything, literally anything. Where was everyone in here at Kirby's uh, press conference? I guess Palmer, you were probably in. Nope, I was not. Palmer was in the room. Maybe Palmer was in. Palmer, uh, Palmer had just gotten out of diapers. 
I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. He was busy winning state titles. <laughs> now lo- losing them, finishing uh, second place in them, Jake. Oh, okay. I'm the only state champion on here. Let's make that note. <laughs> yeah, well. We won one my freshman year. I didn't that's, contribute. But that's, that's some that's some Uncle Rico talk. If Still I got a ring. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll never forget that though because Kirby said that he was going to build the offensive and defensive line, and all the boosters yes. in the room just stood up and and clapped and cheered and applauded. It was like an actual party when he said that one thing. And you could tell just with that that he was going to have some different influence. He was going to have some uh, bigger purses, access to bitter, uh, bigger and better purse drawstrings than Mark Richt had, and that's just the way it went down. But now we're actually seeing it happen in the sprawl of the football facilities, man. If Stegman doesn't watch out, Kirby's going to turn that into like an indoor, like a, a dome or something. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, they um the loudest cheers in that press conference were when somebody asked about Kirby, um the, the involvement in in on offense. And That's what it was. He said, I'm going to yeah. be involved in all of it, and they everybody started cheering. And then two years later, they're like, Kirby, get away from the offense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the change is quick. We're running the damn wing T here, man. What are we doing? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think um, you know one little quick thing. Kirby obviously is a Georgia Bulldog. Played here, loves it. His wife played here, loves it. Worked in the recruiting department. The one thing I'll tell you is Kirby pays attention to everything: tennis, baseball, softball. Like he is keeping up with all these teams. Goes to a lot of tennis and goes to a lot of baseball games. So all that stuff's important to him, and I'm sure they run it by him on different things. But uh, you know, basketball too. So he he is a one thing I can tell you personally about Kirby, this dude watches – he watches it all. He'll watch softball. He'll go to tennis. I mean, he is a Georgia Bulldog through and through. They – um, you know, I, I've heard this from several coaches. They – a lot of head coaches do pour into other programs like that because they know their athletes, the biggest community on campus in terms of one sport, they need that athletic community outside of things because listen they're not normal students some of them have buddies that are normal students or whatever and and they may meet girls that are normal students wherever but look at kirby kirby met a georgia basketball player you know they got married everything went that way they need that athletic community people talk about title nine and how it's this and that dude those coaches want those want those football players spending time with track stars and and track athletes and and female basketball players volleyball players because those those kids they have schedules they're not sitting there waiting outside of the but they don't there's not a girlfriend or a group of buddies waiting outside of Butts Mirror Building waiting for a kid to get out of practice and he's ready to get to them rather than watching a little film. They want that athletic community where people have skin in the game and those and 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 some things in common with them. It's it's helps with homesickness. It helps with you know giving them socialization. So, you know, Kirby pouring into that is a very, very smart move. Kirby Landon, one of the best softball players. Her family told me that uh, they brought him in. He sat down with her. She was down to Georgia and Oklahoma. And in um, Lindy Ray Davis, kid I know, she sat there in Kirby's office, and they brought him to her. And he talked about Georgia and talked about being here. And about two days later, they had her. And now she's one of the best players in the SEC. So tells you the little things that don't get written about him, but how much he cares about the program. I'm just envisioning they uh, bring the top-notch softball recruits into the softball facility, and they've got it all lit up. They walk through the 
the hallway mm-hmm. onto the field, and Kirby's just standing there in the middle <laughs> circle, ready to throw him a pitch. <laughs> they do the basketball. Uh, the, the new women's basketball coach you know, should know her name. I'll slip my tongue. Oh, Jabe. Well, she brings she brings people right. Well, Kirby, yeah. <laughs> Kirby meets with him. So, I mean, he yeah, helped, man. He's busy. He, no, he he had the players up at uh, one of the tennis matches. Yeah, right after spring practice, and they made a video out of it on the social media team. Seniors. Seniors. Yeah, and it's all yeah. I'm not saying it's coordinated. You know, I'm not like cynical about it. They don't have real friends. They don't really care about the tennis team and all that. But uh, but yeah, just like Jake Rowe said. There's a benefit to all of it, and you want yeah. to be cohesive. You don't want your football players to feel like they're set apart. It, you're all dogs. You're all in this doghouse together. You all can right, just imagine Kirby. Uh, you imagine him talking to, talking to the uh, number one swimmer in the country in the 100-meter butterfly, and he's like, physicality, composure. <laughs> don't nobody do it like we do it. Oh, man. <laughs> Kirby's in there with the swim cap on. Does he still do the uh, – that yeah, you, know, you know he was a swimmer. So, yeah, he did competitive swimming. Yeah, the Bainbridge – the Bainbridge community, the Bearcats, one of my buddies in college was a, a big swimmer. They love they loved the summer swim meets. I mean, my God, you would never think it, but I've heard him talk about it. Summertime, meet. you better get your ass in some water down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you jump in, you just hear the sizzle. Everybody's a swimmer. Does he do the uh, the high dive still like Rick did? Does he jump off the platform? I, mean, <laughs> I, think, he's due, I think he's due coaching salary. The, the insurance policy doesn't pay for that anymore. So. <laughs> like, he might give like a Bainbridge cannonball, but I don't think he's going to get – doesn't cover that. He does the policy. middle platform. Dive anymore, no. All right. The theme of this show is teasing y'all with all the wonderful premium things you can read over at dogshq.com for $1 – until the Georgia Florida game. I mean, that's just stupid. I Rusty, you've been banging the drum for yourself that you're worth more than four quarters. And I, I can't help but agree. I like that. I found four quarters in the bottom of like my old ashtray in my damn 87 <laughs> RX7. Like yeah. one dollar. Jake Roos, Jake Roos told me the first 15 people who sent him a DM on Twitter that he will Venmo them a hundred fifteen hundred people. I'm sorry. He'll DM he'll DM them all a dollar a piece to sign up. <laughs> I was, I was like, I, at first, I was like, "You're gonna have me send fifteen hundred dollars," and then, yes, but in a circuitous route, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just, just one, <laughs> just a dollar, fifteen hundred people. You send him DM, ask for it, shoot him, give him your Venmo address, he'll send it to you. I will. What I will do is send you Jake Rose's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you will DM me. <laughs> I, got, I gotta, I gotta ask. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put, a, I'm gonna put one of our. Uh, people right here on this. Is Matthew C a subscriber on our board? He is. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, good job, Matthew. You can keep asking one hundred and fifty questions. In. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Welcome to the Glad welcome to, to the party. Because everything, Matthew, everything and he also knows what I'm watching, and he just won't, and he just keeps acting like it's the Real Housewives. <laughs> I, I, like, I like it. I like it. So you just saw Albie's hit a home run while ago. I, I saw your I hit. Did. I did. Time I did. So I'll tell you this, Matthew. Thank you for being here, and you give Jake all the hell you need to, my man. I give it right back on the board sometimes. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, he doesn't pull any punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so what, what was I talking about? The mock 2024 recruiting classes that our man Jake Roos put together. Uh, let's get a 15,000-foot view here. Don't spill the whole bag of beans here, Jake. But on offense and defense, maybe a couple guys that people aren't necessarily expecting at this point. 
or someone that uh, might get might get our viewers, listeners a little bit excited here? You know, I I was a little surprised because I got some blowback for the the offensive class. There were a couple of people who said, "Gosh, I hope we finish better than this." Listen, I mean, there were some huge names in that class. There was a lot of talent. If if Georgia finishes that way, I think people should really be pretty thrilled with it. Uh, offensive line was one that that kind of especially got some blowback. And what I continue to caution people about in this cycle is that, you know, this is not a deep uh, offensive line class in general nationwide. And what does that mean? Well, that means that invites more NIL money to be a bigger factor for a lot of guys. And so, you know, Georgia is going to have its say, and I, I'm not saying that they're out of it for uh, any number of guys because of that, but you have to understand the asking price for some of these guys is going to skyrocket because there's only a finite number of these dudes in this class. You know, uh, I'll, you know, I'll spill the beans on one thing. We did put Dylan Riola in the class. I don't think that that's probably a surprise to anybody. If you've been watching the show for a little while, we've been talking a lot about that. We feel good about George's chances there. And really on the offensive side of the ball, that made things hard to predict to some degree, because you don't know what the fallout from a decision like that is. How does that affect an elite offensive lineman who wants to be in the sphere of a guy like Dylan Riola? How does that affect these five-star wide receivers out in this class? You know, I think it can shape so much, but until it happens, uh, you know, when and if, then it's hard to predict exactly the, the outcome of that. Um, but, you know, I, I think overall Georgia has a, a really tremendous class uh, forming. They've got a, a, a number of commits already in, and I think they can finish really strongly as well. The defensive class that I put together as I was writing it and, and Rusty and I kind of uh, had a chance to chop it up and, and bounce some names off of each other uh, – was tremendous. I mean, it's, it's, it's big time, man. And I mean, it's, it would be, I think it would rival about any defensive class that they've had since they've been in, in, in Athens. Um, but like I said, you know, for me, the offensive stuff is a little bit harder to predict because you don't know the fallout of having a guy like Riola uh, involved if, and when it happens. So I, I know, hate it, the, I hate to sound like I'm, you know, setting the bar low by anybody's standards, but there's a wide receiver in there even though I may not be as high on them as everybody else. And there's a running back in there that I think is a lethal combination for Georgia oh, in this no question. 2023 class. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, had some, class. I had somebody who said something about the wide receiver class. And I was like, you know, these are dudes that like, listen, one of the guys, and, and this, I'm not giving anything away by saying this nitro tuggle is a guy that Georgia really likes. They're high on. And I think is due to continue to climb. Being an IMG is not going to be to his detriment. I think it's really going to help flesh his game out. I think he's going to come in more game ready. And I've said on this show and I said on the board, Tyler Williams comparisons in my mind when it comes to him. And Tyler Williams is one hell of a football player. I think Nitro Tuggle has that raw ability right now. You see that on his film. I really like where Georgia stands with that recruitment in terms of uh, bringing a guy like that in early and at this stage in the class. It's going to continue to grow, man. And like I said, how does something like a Riola thing, a Riola commitment shape all of this? That's to be determined. But I, I think if it finished like we have it right now, that'd be pretty strong too. Yeah, the bar is uh, historically high and the expectations are too. But Riola coming, man, all bets are off. All right, let's chop some wood. Rusty, the way this works is uh, we've just kind of taken one of Kirby's 
Kirbyisms and made it our own every Wednesday. We take the axe, we chop some wood about something we're fired up about, something we want to just stand on the soapbox about. So I will start us off and chop some wood about something we have over on the Dogs HQ Instagram uh, page is the top 10 running back rankings. Jesse Simonton, he's really high on the dogs on some things. This one got a lot of people kind of fired up. I, look, I put our faces up, and you can't even see where Georgia is on this list. He's got Georgia running backs as the seventh best running back unit ranking in the country. And I'm not saying that they're not that today. They might be that. But by the end of the season, I'm chopping wood about the fact that I think they're going to be a lot more solid of a unit than you think they might be right now. And it just it's just a function of Georgia, uh, A, taking these things and using them as motivation, as we saw last year. The psychological benefit that you have from playing at Georgia and the uh, just the manipulation to get you to play better than you should or maybe uh, people expect is real. And that's at play here. But I also just think Georgia's running backs are better than that. I think there's a lot of talent there that's unproven with Branson Robinson getting healthy uh, and coming into the fall. That's a guy that's ready to go, it sounds like. And uh, maybe he was a little bit timid, just a, a little bit cautious as a freshman. But when you have a guy like that, Kendall Milton, who I also believe will be motivated to play better than he's played and hopefully stay healthy for his sake, um, I, I expect that Georgia's running backs will, in a Mike Bobo offense too, I believe they'll step up and be a pretty uh, formidable group by the time the season ends in uh, 2023. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to chop wood next, and I'm going to go – Listen, I've been so I've been doing this series. Palmer wrote a great story, um, a couple of them about, or actually it was just one with the next man up at Georgia's draftees. And I tried to go through those guys and do some kind of film breakdown on the next man up and kind of give Georgia fans maybe a little bit of a sneak peek as to what they're getting. Well, I'm going to do it here in the next couple of days on a guy that's filling in for a guy who didn't even get drafted. Um, Kiaris Jackson is no longer at Georgia. Uh, he's he didn't get drafted. Got picked up by the Tennessee Titans. Um, tied has up. a great chance to to make yeah. that team because those wide receivers are not. Palmer's got him penciled in as wide receiver one already. He's nah, I'll, I'll go wide fighting. receiver two. <laughs> okay, um, but listen, I one of the things I've done in doing that is is I've watched a lot of the Ohio State game, and one thing that has stood out to me every time I've gotten down to the end of that game is the is the is the separation and the catch Kiaris Jackson Jackson made in such a big moment in that ball game. Um, Hell of a Listen, there are guys more talented than Kiaris Jackson, and I would love to have seen him if he just wasn't just completely riddled with injuries for a large portion of his career, and, and many of which he played through. Um, Dominic Lovett's going to be the guy to replace him in the slot, and I think Lad McConkie's going to get some looks there, but we're going to say Dominic Lovett is kind of the guy who steps in because he wasn't there last year. Um, 
guys, Tom McLovitt's a baller. And I, I mean, I don't know a lot of Georgia fans. I, I, they leave him out. Um, I don't know if it's because he, he, they're just he's a transfer. They don't, know him yet. They don't like him or, or whatever. Um, you know, he did some cool things on G Day. But man, go back and watch what he did to the Georgia Bulldogs in the first half of the Missouri game this past year before he got hurt. And um, go back and look at what he did to, I believe it was Tennessee or, or South Carolina or somebody. He had a massive game against one of those teams. Georgia has, I feel like, maybe it's best and most lethal slot wide receiver since Isaiah McKenzie. And Isaiah McKenzie's still in the NFL making ball plays, okay? So uh, Dominic Lovett, chopping wood about him because I just don't see him brought up by Georgia fans a lot. He's a little bit of uh, – honestly, they bring up Ra Ra Thomas more. Dominic Lovett's the one that's way more ready to play and I know that as the spring went along, I think Rusty would corroborate this. They liked him more and more and more they saw him. All right. I'm going to chop wood about the staff at Dogs HQ. Where the hell were you guys two years ago? All right. <laughs> I, 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 we got we got five people now here. We, we rounded out the team. I'm really happy to uh, have everybody here, and I'm glad for it. But listen, I remember talking to myself and like I said, you probably couldn't have chosen a better guy to talk to himself, okay? Do we need to put uh, Roots so, in timeout right now? He seems who hot. knows, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just really thrilled that we, we can all be here together, man. I, it's been an electric uh, first three days, and um, I'm excited for it to continue. The content's been outstanding, um, and it was even before all of you arrived. Uh, just so you know, <laughs> but uh, it was—it's uh, good to—it's uh, good to have all the pieces in place, man. And I, I'm just thankful and, Amen. and happy yep. that we're all here together, man. Dogs HQ Christmas party is going to be lit. Ooh. That we, that, that, I'm, it's going to be festivous, man. It can't be going to be. Can't be Christmas Eve because I shop. <laughs> he does. That, that is that is a man sale tradition. I love it. It's one of the best things. So, Palmer, what you got, man? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn the, the, the yeah. thing. Rusty's taking notes. I am chopping wood. Well, Rusty, you'll learn this about me. Uh, yeah. I, I pay Palmer doesn't to come to this segment prepared most That's, of the time. That, that, is, that, is, that is true. <laughs> and Me neither. Uh, That's why I've chopped wood on Brock Bowers like seven yeah. times. Yeah. I don't think any of us do, but you got to find something in that space of like the last five minutes of the show. Jake's chopping wood. Brock Bowers is the goat. That's, yeah, that's it. Nine times out of ten. Uh, no, you'll learn this about me. I'm I'm the 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 non football sports guy. I, I keep up with it all. So I'm chopping wood about Blue Cane and Georgia basketball um, adding to their team. Man, look at this recruiting class. They are top twenty in the country. Um, first time that's happened in quite some time. Um, last time it happened, they had Anthony Edwards, the number two player in the country. Uh, kind of spearheading that class that, that pretty good them up. Um, and, and yeah, he was pretty good. Um, but they've got three top 100 players in the country um, that have all come on board since September. Um, two of them have come on board in the last two and a half weeks. Um, previously had signed uh, Silas Damari Jr. Had previously signed at USC uh, point guard out of Charlotte. He's coming to Georgia and uh, Blue Cane, who had previously signed at Georgia Tech, both of them got out of their uh, national letters of intent. And uh, Blue Cane, originally from Knoxville, uh, transferred down and played at IMG. Uh, hey. He's coming to Georgia. So, Big miss for Rocky Top, huh? 
Yeah. He also, he also just kind of looks like a white rapper, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, uh, it's like James Williams and Eminem had a kid. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter. Who's the kid from Harry Potter? Draco Malfoy. Ron yeah. Weasley. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I think the, the, momentum, the momentum that Mike White and company is picking up is big. And, and I think, um, you know, they've got a chance to, to really compete this fall and, and winter, um, you know, ne- next, you know, February and March. I think they've got a lot better chance to be a much more competitive group because you're now looking at a team that has only one player that's left from the Tom Crean era. So these guys are all um, handpicked by, by Mike White. So um, excited to see what this team can do in the fall. Uh, and, and I know our, our, we've got a, we've got a small but loyal group of, of basketball boarders uh, and, and they are excited about the additions that this team has been making. And they got one roster spot left uh, expecting that one to be filled. Let's say by mother's day. Wow. Homer loves his non-revenue sports. Well, <laughs> one, of our, one, of our, one of our best posters, a guy that's been around all of us for a long time, Crit Dog. And Crit sent me a DM today and said, if you don't cover damn basketball, I'm going to tweet your prom picture. <laughs> and I said, we've got Palmer. And he already told me last night there's a commit coming. So we've got, we've got basketball covered, and that will be covered. On Dogs HQ, I've seen see I've seen that rusty man sell Jerry Curl anyway. So, <laughs> I, I got a prom picture. I'm telling you, if it ever got out, I'm done. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm done. <laughs> it, was, it, it was actually homecoming, the worst outfit in the history of America. Like I I couldn't I can take anything better. I don't even know. I think were, were Zubaz involved? Oh no, <laughs> some Sebagos were. So uh, uh, yeah, I never. You know what? Two things that I never had a pair of Zubaz. Never had. A <laughs> And I never tight rolled my pants, and and that was the day. Like if you tight rolled your pants, you everybody did, and I didn't tight roll my pants because I got thirteen feet and I looked like I had damn canoes if I made the pants this small. <laughs> and I was kind of conscious about my damn feet when I was five foot nine with with, with thirteen shoes. So finally, I grew into them. But um, so yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll finish up here and I'll I'll do some I'll, I'll chop wood. On take a the axe, Rusty. I'll take it. Uh, now I get a I get. I get a, I got a, I get a mulligan a little bit tonight because I'm gonna go a cup uh, company deal here. But first of all, uh, I'm chopping wood on the on our 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 site, and uh, I'm chopping wood on the members that were there, the members that have been there, the members when Jake Roosh makes his first post, and he's got like three cousins and two undercover guys that are posting, just trying to get some some stuff there, um, and all the way from that point, and everybody that's been a part of this company and this website and this message board up until this week, because yes, we did a hell of a lot of new members and that was the goal to do that. But everybody that's been here before, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys will, will attest to this. Thank you for you guys that have been here before and, uh, and and people that are here now. And it's not, I'm glad a lot of people came with me, but be, this is a, this is a team of five. Uh, this is a company of five, and uh, I, I feel like we got the five right pieces. And, you know, all it took was an official visit to Rome for Roos and Roe and a trip to Giggity Sports Bar, and then we got we we got our pieces of puzzle together. So, uh, you know, I'm happy for, for, the, for, for us, and I'm chopping wood for our team. And also this, I've got all kind of gear. I got – I'm a gear guy. Like, I, we've got Dogs HQ shirts. I got hats. I've got a – I got a sweet coffee mug. 
Uh, I've got, what have I got over there in that? I've got hoodies. I've got bread hoodies, black hoodies, gray hoodies, shirts. May have a one of one. I may have a one of one Dogs HQ golf bag. It's pretty damn sweet. So uh, we're going to give away some stuff. My goal is to give away stuff at least every other podcast with you guys on this show. Okay, and, golf bag, huh? Well, I, do, <laughs> I can tell you right now that I said for some. How many golf balls in the bag? That, uh, there's probably 24 noodles in there. So okay, we'll, I gotta get the noodles out. I actually got to play Friday and Saturday, so the noodles will be they'll be prime for me. Range balls and noodles. Um, but. Want to give away some stuff, uh, you know, for you guys. I will say this, that we're already planning some get-togethers. Uh, I think it's important. You know, we've all been a part of those before. I have some of the best, you know, memories meeting people face-to-face, kicking back and having a beverage with them and just talking ball and talking shop. And thank you guys for doing that. So we've got a lot of stuff planned, and uh, I want us to be out and about and do some things. i got some special things in Athens. Uh, had a meeting today with a company. And uh, we, we're going to bring a company on with us. It's going to sponsor and we need people to pay for those uh, hydrations. And I think I got one for us and a location. So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. But I can't say enough, man. Thank you to everybody. Thank you for these first couple of days. Thank you for just giving us a chance, man. And I feel like at the end of the day, I've said this a million times this week, this Georgia market is a great market. There's great sites in this market. There's more than us. But I feel like what we cost and what we're going to bring to the table will more than worth be the value. We uh, we, want, we want to be the we want to be the place. We want to be the newsbreaker. We want to be the place. And I think we got those pieces of puzzle to do that. But chopping wood, man, for the people that's been here, the people that came, the people that's going to come soon to join our site. We have built it, and people are coming. It's been a great week, and it's only Wednesday. Uh, y'all hit like and subscribe here on the YouTube channel if you don't already. And uh, obviously, the $1 deal over at dogshq.com for all the stuff that we're just hinting at on the show, that's something you don't want to miss out on because that's not going to be around forever, just like that Dogs HQ golf bag. I'm driving to Rome tonight to pick that thing up. You won't get that one. It's sweet out there. You hadn't seen it. I gave you all a little hint today of some some things that I've had made and done. What the hell's the hat? I don't. I, I. I've never even. I've never seen a hat. Yeah, there's I, all kinds of. Stuff. We don't even I have this stuff. I He's a gear guy. I, I'm a gear guy. Like I'm, <laughs> we're gonna have gear. Our, our guys are gonna have gear. We're gonna have people with that golf bag. Is gonna have to be given away in person and and do some things. And uh, I think it's pretty sweet. I think you guys will even like that. But I can't give you everything in, in the first three days. What, right. the hell would be, <laughs> what the hell would I be worth the rest of the damn time? You're getting getting greedy. Just know I got some stuff tucked away, and man, I hadn't had any bojangles this week. That might be what's wrong with me. I'm dragging, so you know what? I might just get up in the morning and, and go have me like a light salad at bojangles with the day started. <laughs> Breakfast well, salad, baby. I, for one, am excited for uh, Georgia Milk to to uh, sponsor our our show. That's going to be really fun. I'm glad Rusty's landed that sponsorship. Uh, in all seriousness, guys, this is uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun show. Not every show will have this format, five people on at the same time. That's a lot of schedules to work out, but we will keep you updated with entertaining shows, information, uh, all this stuff that you saw tonight, and uh, even more opinions coming up as well because you know you got to hear some of our hot takes as the uh, spring and summer plays out. Thank you all for joining us tonight.
Thank you for joining us over on the message board and in our articles and columns over at dogshq.com. Y'all have a great rest of the week. We'll see you back here, 8.30 p.m. right here on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.